Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It was a big day at the podium today as the Browns, now just three days away from their big matchup against the Steelers under the lights on Monday Night Football. I'm Jason Gibbs, and this is From the Podium. Four players, three coordinators talking to the media today to talk about Monday's game. The players spoke in the locker room first. It started with wide receiver Amari Cooper, who talked about what he sees in the Steelers' defense on film and how tough playing in Pittsburgh really is. I guess just what happened on that one play when you went down for a minute? Uh, just bad footing, uh, you know, bad weather. Just slipped and, you know, kind of tweaked something, but it's all good now. What did you guys kind of, when you guys look back on the film, what was kind of the biggest takeaway you had about what you were able to do week one and, and what you know how you can build on that? I mean, you know, they were who we thought they were. I mean, you know, teams don't really um, change much from who they are. Um, it's just all about who go out there, ex- execute their game plan the best, and, you know, that's what we did. I know you guys didn't hit the big plays down the field like you had hoped to. A lot of that was obviously weather-induced, but when you look back in the, in the film room and you just looked at those plays and how they developed, do you get excited, though, knowing that those plays are going to be there in much better conditions? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, during the rain, um, it's much more harder to pass the ball. Um, the ball is heavier, so it's harder for Deshaun. It's more slippery. Um, you don't know whether or not you should wear gloves. I mean, it's a lot of things that go on in the rain, but you just have to endure um, and, and fight through and find, a, and find a way to win. You know, it's football at the end of the day. Well, I think you're 598 catches. Um, it's getting to 600. I mean, it seems like a milestone. Does that mean anything to you? It's just numbers at the end of the day. Um, not really. I mean, if it meant that much to me, then I would have known that it was <laughs> 598. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's just numbers. You know, I just come do my job. Uh, obviously, I want a lot of catches, but not a 600 catch milestone doesn't mean much. What do you see when you look at Pittsburgh's defense? After, I mean, obviously, they're coming off of a little disappointing opener, but just you know, what do you see when you watch them on film? Same defense. Um, they've been running for years, you know. Um, obviously, they have new, a lot of new players in the secondary, so that will be a challenge. But as far as the structure, it's pretty much the same. Coop, since you go against them every day, how drastically different does this defense, this Browns defense, look than last year's? Um, a, a lot, <laughs> a lot different. Um, just the structure is different. Um, the philosophy, a lot more man, and we have a lot. We have some good corners to do that, so I think it's good. It's good for our defense. It's a good challenge for them. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I know you're a one-week-at-a-time kind of guy, but starting 2-0 and with two division wins and one of them in prime time, like, does that feel like you guys can really make a statement this week? Of course. I mean, you know, that's one of the first goals of every team, to win a division. You know, you win a division, you kind of put yourself in a good spot. So obviously that will be a, a great milestone for us. Uh, and also being that we haven't won a div- division in such a long time, you know, of course. The, the defense said that 
the Bengals were a good first test for them. You go against that defense. Is that been a very good test for you guys on offense to prepare for guys like this? Yeah, it has been. They've been playing really well. Even when we, you know, did the joint practices with Philly Dave, they played really well. So it's been a great challenge for us. Like I said, those guys on the outside present a, a great challenge for us um, as wide receivers because they're, they're such good corners. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've been doing their job. You had a lot of battles with Peterson throughout the years, and if you see his seen his game change at all, honestly, I haven't really had that many battles with him. Um, obviously, I've gone against him a couple times, but just never really been in his division. Uh, never played against him that much, but he is a player that, you know, he's from South Florida like I am. So, you know, he was a very dynamic player um, when I was in high school. Uh, he was in college. I think he's like four years older than me. So. A player that I that I respect a lot, you know. Um, he still has you know that speed and that playmaking uh, ability out there. So uh, you know it's going to be a great challenge. You've played in some tough environments. Just what makes that stadium so tough to play in? Uh, this is another situation where I haven't really played in that stadium a lot. I think maybe like twice, uh, maybe three times. Who knows? But. Um, you know, obviously with the history of the Steelers, uh, you know, they always come to play. Like Mike Tomlin, he's, he's never been under 500 in his career. So they, they're always they're always pretty much ready to play. Um, I think that's probably the biggest challenge that they present, just a team that's, that you know is going to come out there and, uh, and be ready. In conversations with the receiving core and Deshaun, do you just guys have to sort of wipe away um, Sunday because of the, the rain as you look ahead to this week? No, no, no. It's nothing that you wipe away because, like I said, at the end of the day, it's football, and those are the conditions that can occur um, at any game. You know, you might be playing in the Super Bowl in the rain. So, no, you don't wipe, wipe it away. It's a learning experience. You have to learn how to play, you know, in those conditions. Um, to be able to win, so so now it's just a learning experience. Did it help, I guess, in conversations this week talking about like, okay, um, this is what the situation was like on Sunday. This could be the situation on Monday. I guess when you, when you look at the passing game. Did it help, like in what way? Uh, just kind of in communication and, and building that connection. Yeah, I mean, you know, after every game, we come in on Monday and we talk about the scenario, we talk about the game, we talk about you know the challenges that were presented during that game. So, you know, of course, we've learned from it. Next up, guard Joel Batonio, who talked about the challenge of playing in Pittsburgh and on his 100th straight start. Yeah, it's a tough place to play. You know, we haven't had too much success there um, as an organization. Um, and we know anytime you go there, especially on Monday night, they have a, they have a really good history of, of winning games there. So for us, it's a huge challenge. Um, division game, you got to try and get as many as those as you can. Um, so we know they're going to be they're going to be ready for the challenge as well. Um, but it's a big opportunity for us. You know, we're, we're really focused on improving each day this week and, and going in and, and hopefully putting on a um, you know good performance for ourselves. Does that place itself feel different than other stadiums, just with the crowd and everything that kind of comes with it? Um, I mean, for me, we play there so often, you know what I mean? It's one of the three that we play every year. Um, so you get a different feel for it, you know what I mean? But they have great, you know, they have great fans, and they, they get rowdy, and they support their team, and, um, you know, they, they have a long history of winning there, so it's it's definitely a tough place to play. Joel, so how do you think DeLon did stepping in for Jack, and then obviously the challenge this week, he's got to go up against T.J. Watt. 
Yeah, very solid. Anytime you get thrown in the fire like mid-game, it's always a, a quick adjustment. But I thought you saw in pass protection his potential. You know what I mean? He did some really good things. And, and him and Wyatt are just working now to communicate, understand where we're going on all the run plays and everything like that. But um, he did a really good job. You know, I, I think he's focused this week. I, I've seen a real focus. And now he probably has one of the, you know, top three edge rushers in the game that he has to play on the road, you know, on a Monday night game for his first start. So it's 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 a big um, big ask by him, but he's very focused this week and, and we have a lot of respect for you know TJ Watt and what he, he does as a player. So um, it'll be a big challenge for him, but he, he is very focused on on taking those steps to, to be ready to play. Is winning a regular season game on your bucket list? Um I would love to win. You know, a, a game there. I uh, you know I really hadn't even thought about it. When you go through the season, you know, obviously we haven't won a game since I've been there. You know, regular season game there. Um, so it, it'd, be, it'd be good if we if we got that win, but um, as a team, we don't talk about that too much. You know what I mean? We're just focused on the Steelers and, and ourselves and, and trying to be the best versions of ourselves this week. Well, how do you think Matt Evans going to affect it? Yeah, he's, um, you know, obviously one of their leaders, obviously one of the you know better DND tackles in the league. Um, they have some depth, though. You know, we watched them in the preseason in this first game, and they, they bring some guys in. But it, it, it's, I think it's going to be a multiple-guy effort to replace him. Like, you're not going to have a guy that plays 80 snaps like he does, you know, every week. And, and obviously, he's a dynamic player for them. So it uh, it changes things a little bit, but they still have some, some very talented guys, you know, starting with TJ and Alex on the edges. Larry inside, obviously, we know a lot about him. But they're going to rotate some guys in on that left side that we'll, we'll have to be ready for as well. Yeah, they're up there. They're very good. Um, I don't have a, a exact list, but they're both very talented. I mean, if you look at the sack numbers last year and when they both played in the game, they were one of the better defenses in the NFL. So it's a uh, it's a credit to them. They they, they work hard. They play hard. Um, they get every key they can to really try and take advantage of an offense. But but they're very good. They're up there. You know, top probably top three or four in, in the league. What does it mean to have, I know it's a, have a Browns defense that's playing with that kind of swagger? Well, it's huge. Um, you know, we I think we we started off the season right. You know, I think our defense played how they played all training camp. You know, they were flying around, they were confident, they were, um, you know, had some really good adjustments and and they moved the guys around up front to, to give them, you know, matchups that they liked. Um, and if they can keep playing like that, it makes the whole team's job easier. But we were, we were pleased with that week one. Now we just got to keep carrying over. You know, one week I think you have some of the, you know, one week you play wake all season to play the game. Now you got to come back and play week two, which is, uh, it's consistency in this league is the key, so. We've talked a lot about you know, defenses that move around like that. How difficult is that, Joel, when you're trying to figure out assignments and matchups? And well, if you have a guy like Miles, like you probably want to put two bodies on him as much as possible. So if he's lined up at one position, it's a little bit easier to be like, all right, we can chip this guy or we can slide to this guy constantly. But if he's moving around, you don't know where he's at. So it makes it a little bit tougher to, to be like, yes, we can double team every play. You know, and if you put five guys in the line, like if you're keeping a running back in to help double team, you're not getting another guy out on the route. So. To move them around like that, it definitely um, definitely makes you communicate a lot more as a line. And as you saw in the game, there's a few times where you're not going to be able to get that double team, and, and he has a one-on-one -on -one matchup. The preview notes say this will be 100 straight regular season starts for you. That seems pretty significant. After how your career started with a couple injuries, how important is that to you to have this kind of run around? 
Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know about that one. Um, good notes there, Dan. Um, no, it's it's uh, anytime you can go out there and play, it's a blessing. Um, and you know, I know early in my career, I, I was I felt like I was unlucky, you know, and and football is one of those things where I mean, we saw Jack the other day, you know, um, you know. You, half a second earlier, half a second later, and, and he's probably still playing. So it's, it's, it is a lot of luck, but um, to be out there with the guys anytime you get a chance to play is, is, uh, is pretty, pretty special. So I, I'm, I'm you know, taking every game one game at a time, but um, it'll definitely be something I can look out after the game. It'll be like, it's pretty cool. Joel, now that, now that you guys have a game in your hip pocket, how would you compare Deshaun's comfort level going to Pittsburgh this time versus, say, last year when you guys went to the end of the season? Yeah, um, definitely more comfortable with offense. Um, we've played in Pittsburgh now as a group before. Uh, you know, it wasn't our, our, our best game at the end of the last year, but I think we have that confidence. I think we had one game this, this year to, to kind of get some stuff under our belt, and obviously it was a sloppy weather game and, and things like that. But the confidence in what we're running is there. Now we've got to go out there and execute and continue to improve the, the minor details to make it really work. But his, uh, his command of the offense, like, do you, you notice a difference lacking? Yeah, yeah, we have a lot more checks in. We have a lot more, um, you know, different run pass, pass run options that we can we can pull out. And, and last year we had a little bit more just kind of base stuff. For the new guys like Juan and Elijah Moore, what advice would you give them going into a game like Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, they played in big games, you know. Juan's played in the Super Bowl. So I think he has some some experience, you know, playing in, the, in those big games. And, and, and for us, it's like we have a lot of respect for Pittsburgh and, and, and what they've done as an organization. Um, we're, we're truly, truly trying to focus on ourselves to be the best, but I think if they just come in there and, and treat it like the next game on our schedule, and that's the most important game of the year because it's our next game, um, if we have that mentality, I think we'll, we'll go in with the right um, thought process. Joel, if you saw somebody doing a crossover before, like when they're looking at you, what, are you, what, is, what would be your thought process there? Um, slide left, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> no, he's... Uh, you know, we always joke he has that Euro stuff. That's what I call his, like, best pass rush move anyway. So to put a basketball, you know, pretend like he's dribbling is uh, maybe just gets him into his mindset, you know. And he's lined up over the left guard practice before. And, you know, it, it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, you're, you're going to have a battle when, when he lines up there. But uh, I don't know. That would be one that it, it, you have to ask me after because I would never expect to see that on, on the football field. He's never done it to you? No, I mean he's your own step, Tommy, but he's never done the the little dribble before uh, before a play. I was going to ask that euro step, like, is that just impossible to, to stop when he does it, or close to impossible? It's pretty good. Um, and the thing about him is, a lot of guys kind of have like a little euro step in there, but he has such he can cover such a distance with it, and he's so fast and powerful that it makes his kind of one of a kind. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Miles Garrett move that I think if you're like, all right, he's going to win a pass rush, that's probably what he's going to. Bring out. Cornerback Denzel Ward came to the podium next. He talked about how much fun it is to play in this defense and how missing Deontay Johnson will affect the Steelers. Denzel, how much does not having Deontay impact their their passing game in terms of what they what they do, what they like to do? I think it definitely impacts uh, their game. He's a great receiver. Uh, one of their impactful players they got on their team, so I think it definitely hurt them a little bit, but they still got a great team, still got a lot of capable receivers that are uh, able to make plays that we still got to go out there and cover, and a uh, great rushing attack, but um, yeah, like I said, Deontay, he's a great player, and uh, I know he'd definitely be missed out there. Mike Tomlin tried buttering you guys up this week. He said that the corners won that game 
against Cincinnati, but um, yeah, Joe Burrow was complimentary of you guys. To me, getting that type of love from the opposition. Uh, I mean, this is the greatest team game there is. I mean, there no no one person could win a game. Um, like I said, the whole the entire defense did a great job. Entire offense did a great job. Special teams did a great job out there. We played complimentary football. So I mean, it wasn't just the corners out there that that won that game. It was a rushing attack, a rushing attack. Uh, Chubb, the offensive line, our D line did a great job getting pressure out there, getting the ball out, and um, we were able to hold up and do our job as well on the back end. But like I said, it's the greatest team game there is, and uh, we all did our job and executed and found a way to get a win. Yeah, I mean, every game's a new game. So, I mean, that uh, defense did a great job, and uh, they found a way to get a win, and we got to find a way, our own way to go out and get a win as well. So, uh, we're definitely going to try to attack them as best as we can and uh, see if we get some takeaways and uh, just do our job. Mark was talking about Schwartz has loaves for not celebrating with your teammates. Can you expand on that a little bit? Just you know, that, that kind of mindset that, you know, he's trying to instill with that, with, with that? Yeah, just helping build on the camaraderie uh, that we've been building on since training camp and uh, getting everybody together. But, um, I mean, we're just having fun out there. We've been playing this game since we were a little kid and uh, just celebrating the times. I mean, like I said, it's a game, having fun. So celebrating with your teammates, just enjoying the time out there and uh, making plays. What's it like playing behind that D-line? I mean, you know you don't have to hold your guys mm -hmm. forever, but no, nah, it was great. I love those guys, man. Russian coverage go together. They did a great job of uh, tackling Burrow and those guys and getting that ball out fast. Uh, helped us out on the back end. Denzel, I mean, even when they weren't getting the sacks, they were at least hitting him or, or disrupting him in mm -hmm. some way. How helpful is that to you guys to see them get there? Mm -hmm. still? Yeah, it was very helpful. Like I said, those guys was getting pressure on them. Uh, like I said, we didn't have to cover uh, too long, so uh, definitely helped us out. And uh, guys like MJ and Greg, Grant, everybody on the back end did a great job of playing tight in coverage and uh, making plays. Why is Pittsburgh such a tough place to play? Uh, I mean, just their history, just who they are as a team. They're a tough team. Uh, like I said, great rusher attack, always had great receivers, um, great defense. Uh, they're just a tough team, just the AFC. Uh, they're going to bring that competitive nature to the game, and uh, we're going to have to go out there and match that. Can you just talk about the magnitude of this game? Monday Night Football, Steelers, a chance for you guys to go 2-0 to the first yeah, it's a lot of big storylines. I think you just got to kind of minimize it a little bit and just focus on what you got to focus on. Uh, we're going out there trying to find a way to, uh, to get a win, and uh, that's all it is. So I think the storylines will take care of itself, but we go out there, execute, do our job, and uh, everything else will take care of itself. MJ said last week that he feels like they're the best. you guys are the best trio in the league. Where do you, guys, where do you feel like you stand in terms of your trio? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with him. I feel like we're the best uh, best trio in the league for sure. And uh, I mean, we got to go out there every day, every game, and show that. Uh, we throw that now in practice and, uh, go, like I said, go out there in the game and do that. We got to back up. We can't just say that, but we got to go back it up. What is um, Austin, Calvin Austin, I think number 19 maybe? Mm -hmm. What does he add to their what, – what does he add? I know he, he didn't play last year, but what does mm -hmm. he add now to their, 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 uh, their offense? Yeah, he's a, he's a speed receiver, speed guy. A uh, good vertical threat, and uh, like I said, one of those guys that we're going to have to eliminate, try to eliminate out the game. Deshaun was saying yesterday that this is a chance for, for you guys to show the world 
sort of look at it yeah, I, I think every opportunity we get uh, to go out there in front of the cameras, in front of the fans, uh, is a chance to show, showcase what we're capable of. So uh, I think it'd be a great opportunity. Are you more excited, you know, with being on Monday night, the primetime game, the only game on TV? Like, is there, do you have to manage your emotions and the excitement that, you know, coming, playing in a game like that brings? Mm, not for myself. I mean, I, I could play, I'd rather play 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, it don't matter to me, 8 o'clock. Uh, just going out there, playing the game. I love to play, try to find a way to get a win. Uh, regardless of when it is, 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 is fine with me. But um, like I said, it's going to be a great opportunity and a great game. Denzel, uh, you guys only allowed two third downs. You guys are in the 17th in that area last year, and you guys are already number one right now. Though we have more games to come, we think it's been the biggest like, difference within the third down approach, stop approach from last year to right now. Mm, I think uh, it all started in training camp, really, and just getting the guys together, just uh, every little detail, just the camaraderie, guys going out to eat, um, guys hanging out, uh, just uh, the close-knit, uh, the bond that we build around here, I think, uh, has been huge. Uh, but um, just also bringing guys like uh, Coach Schwartz and just uh, the defense he set in place and the expectations that he set in place for this team and defense uh, has definitely, uh, I think, set us in the right direction. I know it's early, but is this the most fun you've had? Oh, yeah, it is. I, I, I would say so. I'm definitely having a lot of fun out there uh, just being with the guys. Just, just play, Like I said, playing the game of football, playing this game, I, I've been playing since a little kid. Um, I think you guys see that out there, just the, just the um, celebrations and everything that guys have been doing. So uh, it's definitely been fun. To wrap up the day for the players, safety Grant Delpit talked about the challenge the Steelers' offense brings, how excited he'll be when Juan Thornhill is back on the field, and looking forward to Monday night football. What are your thoughts of, of heading into uh, this big Monday night game, national television, Steelers, chance to go 2-0, and just the magnitude of this game? Yeah, you know, prime time, um, you know, the guy's supposed to shine, so uh, we're doing, we're putting the work we need to put in right now, you know, carry some momentum over, and go over there and take care of business. Do you think as well as you played against the Bengals? Hmm. Do you think that's like your best game that you played against Cincinnati? Uh, I don't know. Maybe so far, maybe. I, we didn't come away with any takeaways or anything like that, but it was a pretty sound game for myself and uh, as a defense as a whole too, so we can build on that. Grant, what has it meant for this group to play with the freedom that Coach Schwartz allows? I know he's, he's got you guys accountable on plays as well, but just allowing you to, to play loose and, and do your thing. Oh, yeah, no, we're accountable for sure. Like, <laughs> it just looks like we're playing loose because, um, yeah, because everybody's locked in and, um, you know, we, we, we did a lot of good work in camp because um, we had an emphasis on starting fast. Um, but, you know, I think everybody's on the same page for the most part. We try to keep stuff um, simple so guys can move fast, and you know, I think it's working out. So what does it do for the group and its confidence and its trust in Coach Schwartz when things go as well as they did in the first week? Oh, you know, it, it, it's going to be okay, but, you know, nobody write a, write a team on or off of, off of one week. So, you know, you know, are we the team that we think we are going to this week? Prime time, show the whole world. So, you know, we're going to see. Grant, you guys talked all preseason, offseason, about the versatility of the sa at safety. Just talk about in one game, what you, you know, how you guys were able to show that off. Versatility and safety. Um, yeah, like you know, as a safety myself, I, I pride myself on doing everything. 
You know, I, I was able to show like some man coverage on receiver. That was a, that was a good third down stop. Uh, my tackling has been all right. Um, and really get a chance to show them ball skills in a few. So, you know, man, uh, I try to work on every facet of my game. And I think that as a three safety tandem that we have and Rocket coming up, D-Bell too, like we have a lot of talent in that, in that room. You know, we're we not a room that that everybody was too high on coming into the season. So, you know, we, we take that with some, with a grain of salt and we, we bite down and we gonna work. So, uh, we want to show that we we one of the stronger groups on the team. You did that all without Juan Thornhill on the field. When he gets back into the lineup, how lethal does that make this defense? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be scary, man. You know, Juan had a little preview of what he could do. KC pick six, um, and so you know we, we we try to carry that momentum, man. He, he's a yeah, great ball skills, um, smart guy, two Super Bowl rings. Um, so yeah, man, we have we have a pretty deep room, so. Don't be surprised. I think Fulbo, after the game, was when he made a comment, like, in Coach Schwartz, we trust, like, as the defense. I guess what about Jim, when him coming in, has allowed him to gain the trust of this defense so quickly? Yeah, I mean, just as long as he's been in the game. Um, his success, the success he's had, um, and, you know, like, with that, it, it's no easy. <laughs> like, he knows what he's talking about. So, um, you know, we trust him. He puts him in the right positions. And he lets that D-line go eat, and he lets us really uh, showcase what we could do in the back end. Yeah, you know, he beat us last year when we played there, so um, he's seen us before, we've seen him, we know what he can do. It's year two for him. Um, you know, he's gotten better as a player, I'm sure. Got more familiar with that scheme. Um, you know, he, he can make some sideline throws, deep balls, stuff like that. You got a good receiver at 14, he'll catch the ball. Um, so they got weapons, man, so it's going to be a good time for us. You were able to be physical with T. Higgins, part of the reason why you guys held him in check for um, so long. Now you're going against George Pickens, who's arguably probably a little bit even more physical. Do you think you guys are prepared to handle that? Physical? Yeah. Then T. Higgins? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's going to be a good challenge. Like, he go catch the ball. He got some um, raw talent. Um, but, you know, we got going there with the same mentality that we always have. Um, we try to be the best in the world, man, and you know this team just next in our way, to be honest. So um, we're doing that with that same mentality, take care of business and get out of there. And we've heard Coach Schwartz hold you guys accountable. What's that like when he's kind of getting after you? He's that, getting after that us? That hard coaching. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> if he's, he's coming from a good place is what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Every great coach will come from a good place, man. There's, there's not a lot of – he wouldn't be here if he if wasn't coming from a good place. So he knows what he's talking about. Um, you know, like stuff like play our leverage, and that's some stuff that he he might get on you for as a DB for getting beat from the leverage or something like that. But DB, you out there, man, you out there. So you gotta make you got you gotta show us what you can do and make some plays with some man to man. Especially coming off of um, you know a, a week in which you guys are somewhat disrespected. This is a chance, Sean mentioned, this is a chance for you guys on national television to show the world what you're all about. I mean, do you sort of feel that way too? Like, hey, now, you know, now we can show everybody what 
Oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure that not, not a lot of people had us high on their radar coming to the season. We did. Um, that's all that mattered, really. You know, I don't, I don't pay too much attention to what they say on the TV. They get paid to do that. So um, it's, a good, it's a good opportunity for us to go out and show, the, show what we could do. Um, Nothing too much else to say, you know. Um, for myself, and I, I do the same thing. I keep a low profile. Um, and just let my players be talking, to be honest. I, I get to talking after that. So, being on that national stage and on prime time, how do you kind of manage the emotions and the excitement that can go into a game like that? Uh, really, it's, it's, it's really the same, man. Like it's the NFL. Every game, every rep counts. Every everything's on. If the, if the game's not in prime time, it's on social media somewhere. People seeing it. So, you know, uh, we're going there with the same with that same mentality, but. Star, star shining primetime game, so somebody will step up. What's it about that stadium that makes it so hard to win it? Mm, I don't know. We haven't won in that stadium? 2003 in the regular season, yeah. Oh, in the regular day. I didn't know. <laughs> know that, but um, hey man, it's a new year. It's a new year. Uh, they got a great team. Obviously, they, they've had our number, I guess, for, for a few years now, so going there to take care of business. We're not too worried about that. We have a great team, great coaches, crazy fans. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of an atmosphere. Just before practice, special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone talked about how important Anthony Walker is to the special teams unit and what this rivalry meant to him growing up in Pittsburgh. You were confident Dustin would come through, and he did. Um, tough conditions as well. Was that as good a start as you could hope for him? Yeah, it was a great start. I thought the operations were excellent. Um, timing. Operation was pretty good. Yeah, he, he credited uh, Charlie and Corey for how much more difficult it is on them. I think we maybe don't appreciate all the nuance that goes into that. Was that really challenging for them in those kinds of conditions? I think they handled it pretty well. We actually had a few practices in training camp in the elements whenever you know it was raining out there, and that's good times to to be able to practice and get that work. Um, so when it rains, I'm not I'm not upset at practice. Moment having that that weather. What was the message to him coming off the field after he did kick it and kicked so successfully in that in those elements? Yeah, he hit the ball well. Um, good elevation, good rotation on all of his kicks. Timing was good. Uh, yeah, it was it was great that we were able to connect and earn those points. How would you feel? How did you feel like the coverage units? It, it seemed like you didn't give up many yards. You know after. You know, the return guy caught it. How, how did you love how those guys kind of grade out? You know, first ball of the game, we left a little short. So uh, we'll clean it. We, we, we cleaned that up as the game went along on the kickoff. Uh, and then on the punts, I felt like we covered with pretty good leverage. That's going to be important this week going against a really good returner in, uh, in Austin for them in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, but emphasis on, on leverage and coverage and everyone doing their job and playing complimentary coverage. What are your thoughts and memories of, of going into Pittsburgh and, and trying to win a, a big division game like this? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great environment to play in. Uh, I'm born and raised there. I have a lot of family that are that are from Pittsburgh that are going to be at the game, so it's always fun to play and coach there for me. Um, and excited for our team and another opportunity at a division to hopefully go in there and do what we can to get a win. What about the Steelers to you? I'm say that again. What was Brown Steelers to you when you were a kid? 
as a kid, as a kid, I was a Steelers fan, and then once I be once I became an NFL player, I quickly became not a Steelers fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> that being said, you know, obviously we knew that it was a tremendous rival back then. Uh, you know, I I do remember uh, Eric Metcalf taking those two punts back. I think it was, was it a playoff game, or what? End end of the regular season, yeah. So I do remember that scarring me as a kid, and now I can embrace that now that I'm. A part of this organization, so. Have you or will you share like your view of Steelers Week with some of your players this week? Yeah, and I haven't really talked much about you know me actually going back and how personal it is from you know my from my perspective. Uh, I'll probably talk about that a little bit later in the week tomorrow and into Saturday and Sunday. Um, what is today? Today's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told Murph it felt like it was Thursday, um, but yeah, so. I'll definitely, you know, expand on that with with my players. Well, how difficult is that state? You know, it used to be one of the tougher places to to kick field goals, and especially to the the open end. Has it, as they've kind of been closed, it has it gotten, has that changed? You know, the conditions to kick in there. I think it's always been a difficult place to kick. Um, Dustin's had a handful of games there, to my knowledge. Um, you know. It is what it is. Whatever the conditions are, we'll be ready for them. We'll test them out in pregame. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be too bad on the elements. Maybe some rain earlier in the day. So we'll see how that goes. Bob, as a just as a young coach, kind of being around a guy like Jim Schwartz, what, what have you sort of picked up for him in your few months together so far? He's he's awesome. I like I like Coach Schwartz a lot. I've learned a lot from him. Uh, he holds players accountable. He holds coaches accountable. Uh, that's you know similarities that I feel like I have you know, amongst my players and my staff. Um, you know, he is a funny guy. Uh, I really enjoy I really enjoy him. He's super smart. I've learned a lot. We've talked through a lot of situational uh, things we're going to do, you know, collectively, whether it's, you know, whether it involves he or I or, you know, our, our units, per se, on how we can work together to make them the most efficient, most effective, especially in those critical moments in the game when it involves defense to special teams and then some things we've implemented into our schemes and really more into my schemes than, than into his. Can you hear him like, can you hear him in the building when he's holding those players and coaches accountable? Oh yeah, he's I mean, Coach Schwartz is loud. Um, probably a little bit louder than me. Uh, and I think that I can be loud at, on the field at times. Uh, but no, he's, he's been great. I think that, you know, everyone has gravitated toward his personality and you can see that that defense has taken on his his personality and you know his style of play it seems like in some some ways he's old school but then it on the other hand he was one of the first guys out there to really embrace data and utilize it to his advantage is that something that that you guys when you talk about things you've learned from him that yeah, comes Kev to mind yeah and kevin did a good job of that this this offseason of getting the coaches together working collectively and and really expanding our knowledge on all of those fronts. So situational football is how you win and lose football games. So we, I think we've done a good job of preparing ourselves for everything that we're about to encounter this year. Did you feel like you guys came close to blocking one of those punts? We had good pressure. Yeah, we had good pressure on a number of them. Um, the plan's always going to dictate, you know, how how we attack an opponent. Some weeks we may pressure more than others. Some weeks we may not. You know. Everything is factored in, you know, whether it's the operation of the punter, personnel, you know, that we're, that we're looking at. So that's a week-to-week -week thing. And, yeah, I thought we were able to get 
generate good pressure last week and force a couple miss hits. What's the origin of what's the origin of the high school highlights on Friday's meetings? The origin? Yeah. I just kind of started doing it when I became a coordinator in Indy. I did it every Friday, and the players kind of like took to it and and liked it a lot. Um, I haven't yet chosen one for this week, uh, but um, yeah, I think I think it's just something to lighten it up on a Friday. You know, we're kind of like bringing everything together. I, I do more situational type meeting on Friday amongst all really five units, including our hands team. Uh, so yeah, I think the players I think the players enjoy it. It's always fun. I, I usually do it at the end of the meeting, and yeah. YouTube and like find the clips or did you ask somebody fortunate I would say fortunately for like nowadays it's easier to find players highlight films especially younger players because of like huddle and all these whatever you want to call it that they they you know put them on 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 the on the internet back whenever I was playing that no one could find my film I think it was it was on a VHS tape even my I want to say even my college highlight film was on VHS when I was like trying to send it out to scouts. So, not I'm not that old, but yeah. Ever seen? Jerome Ford is the best one I've seen. Yeah. Last week I showed it. Yeah. Basketball one this week. <laughs> what is that? I mean, Juwan. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I could. However, the 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 big guys aren't in my meeting on Fridays. It's really, for, for me, why I do a big four in hands meeting on Fridays. I to save the big guys for they're early in the week, and then I get them on, like, a Saturday meeting. So. Break up the VHS machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bubba, last week, you know, you were talking about how things happen in sports and you have to, you know, respond the right way. How much did the life you lived as a, you know, core special teams guy um, kind of prepare you for what, you deal with now as a coordinator. I think, I mean, you know, it wasn't like I've I talked to my players a lot about, you know, how I came into the league, how I felt like I stuck into the league. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's it's how hard you work and how much you put into it uh, that ultimately is going to give you the best opportunity to be successful. So, you know, I was a back end roster player that I, I feel like I had tremendous work ethic and I was going to not be denied and I felt like that's why I was able to stick because I was I feel like I was a mentally tough and physically tough player that was going to do everything I could to be on the field and give myself a shot to succeed I think that you know with our players today I think that if they can take on that type of mentality and that's kind of how I've been as a coach as well you know I just I try to do as best I can to prepare myself and my players for any situation that can come about in a game that way when you're going into those situations, it's just like, boom, you're not even thinking about it. So it's an ongoing thing. Each week you have your process, and my players are prepared in everything that we're going to see, and I'll try to review as much situational things as I can throughout the year and re-hit and, re and refocus them and get their minds thinking the right way. Extends to the uncertain, like kind of the uncertain nature of, of your job now, like, I mean, I understand like injuries hit every position, everything, but uh, it seems like special teams there can be a lot of movement. And you experienced that recently. Yeah, you have to. I mean, there's times in a season where you're going to have injuries. You're going to have to adapt. Uh, that's why I had. That's why I'm in the position that I'm in. I'm trying to do the best I can with the, the players available, 
if someone's not available in that instance, you got to do your your best to figure it out. And you know, I think that I've done a good job of that. The dominance of the defense and the intensity of the defense spill over to the other units on Sunday. Yeah, we definitely fed off of what the defense was doing. The the, the third down stops were were crucial and critical for our ability to control field position. I felt like we did a good job of that in the game. Um, so gave our offense good fields to work with, good short fields to work with, which is which was a positive. Hopefully we can get a lot of that this week. You know, getting those stops. I came in on I came in on Monday and I could barely speak because the damn stadium was so loud. And trying to get the communication out to, you know, your players what the call is because you know you could have one call up and then you get a sack and now it's longer yardage situation. You may want to get into something else. So being able to get that communication out was definitely hard in our stadium. Credit to the fans for that one. He's been here as a captain this year, despite being gone for almost a year. What do you appreciate about him? Extremely hard worker, very, very well prepared, super smart, you know, in the classroom. He's one of the first ones in the meeting room every day. And he doesn't play on all four units. He'll play on one or two, depending on the game plan. And he's a tremendous note taker. He's very detailed. He helps the younger players out, even when he's not in. Uh, in practice, he's coaching up the younger players and bringing them along. In that regard, I feel like he's like he truly is a great, a great leader. You know, not even not just on the defensive side of the ball, but on the on special teams as well. He understands that he gets it. He's just just a guy that understands football and just gets gets it. I know Mike Ford had that one really good stop to give them bad field position, and then Cam had the other one, I think, in the second quarter. Like, for yeah. a rookie to come in and get a play like that, how much of a confidence booster, I guess, can that be for, for Cam in particular? Yeah, it was great. I mean, Corey gave us a good – good both on both reps, gave us good punts to cover, good leverage down the field. Both of those guys showed up in the first game looking for those guys to be a very effective cover players for us this week. Like I said, we have a tremendous challenge in – this team, they've got multiple returners that they have used in the past, and we're going to be prepared for all of them. Next up on From the Podium, offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. He spoke about how confident he is in rookie Dewan Jones and what losing Cameron Hayward means for that Steelers defense. So we heard you devise the 13-yard TD draw play. That's overkill. That's, that's uh, really, um, you know, that's a result of our off-season studies. So uh, hats off to coaching staff. We talked through different ways to exploit different looks, and that was one of them. So that's some stuff we did in probably early March that, that carried over. So what's your idea to uh, add it to the game plan Saturday? Uh, I mean, we talk about it, all, all the situations that come up, especially Saturday. The good, the good news is the game planning is never done. Um, to be able to go in and install something on a Saturday morning with the guys and have it show up Sunday in the game is, is, is hats off to all the guys. But uh, yeah, it was just something we, we've, we've seen from them and tried to take advantage of the situation. Man, it was it was rough, Mary Kay. It was it was really it wasn't a hard rain, but it was an everywhere rain. It was just that mist. It was all over the everything. Um, you know, he missed some throws that he normally wouldn't miss because of the elements. Um, so that's the positive. We had some guys that were open. Um, I feel like we'd had more production had it not been such bad conditions, but both sides had to play under him. I thought he played admirably considering the conditions. Those 
For sure. You know, I, I, we're doing good things uh, schematically, I feel like, and had a good feel going into that game. I uh, know that opponent really well. Good defense, obviously, but to be able to see the separation and the guys that were open, feel confident that under good conditions we'll be able to hit a few of those. Alex, here's obviously a big loss for the, for the defense. Is there, do you quantify just what it means when I have them on that defensive front position? Uh, I mean, it's a perennial all-pro. I mean, just to take one of those guys off the field uh, is, is you know tough for them, obviously good for us. Um, they'll have guys to step in and, and take that role over. But when you're talking about one of the elite defensive players in the league, that's not going to be there. You know, um, no, I'm not upset about it. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I know, obviously, you don't want to see guys get hurt. But I would rather not play Cam. I'd rather not play TJ. You know, those are just the realisms of the, of the game. They're great players, and to take one of them off the field, it's going to be tough for them, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's a, what a matchup he gets, right? First, first draw out as a starter. But uh, I mean, guys played a lot of football at a high level, uh, at a quality uh, school. You know, played in big games before. Um, you know, we got to make sure we're, we're we're not just leaving them out on an island. We'll take care of them. You know, I think one of the the one strengths is his pass protection. Uh, being so large, it's tough to get around him. So. Um, it'll be exciting to watch. It'll be a great matchup, you know, and I know Dewan will be up for the challenge, and it is a challenge. Alex, he's one of the biggest humans I've ever seen. Is there a coach? I mean, just guys that were around when I came, like Lincoln Kennedy was a guy that, that he reminds me of, just a massive man. Um, you know, Jason Peters was, as he got older, grew into that body. He was bigger. But Dewan is, you know, he, he is a, a mountain of a man. When you're uh... Yeah, I mean, the great ones do. I mean, they, they have the full gamut of moves um, and the counter moves off of that. Um, I haven't studied the pass rush, much like Scott Peters and those guys have, um, but I know he gets home. You know, I know that uh, the San Francisco game, when the, he wasn't uh, affected by an edge, whether they're chipping or at least getting in his way, he hit the quarterback and caused sack fumbles, had three sacks. So, obviously, he's a great, great player, and we have to make sure we account for him at all times. Yeah, always evolving. Um, just trying to find good matchups, trying to find plays where we could, uh, you know, give the defense a different look, do different things, hand it off to Elijah a few times, you know, and put Nick out wide and throw him the ball. So um, it's it's multiple and versatile. That's part of our identity as an offense, and we'll continue to grow that. It's definitely uh, a number one priority for us is to make sure we take care of the edges. You know, you can talk about TJ all you want, but Highsmith on the other side is a pro bowler also and is an extremely good pass rusher. So not just one side we have to be uh, on point on, it's really both sides. Can we speak to uh, DeWan's demeanor and development? Like, getting put in last week on no notice, just how he's come along. He's rolled with the punches. You know, he really has. He's just gone with the flow. Um, you know, I see him this morning he's sitting up in front of the meeting room in our protection meetings. And he's ready to roll. I think he's ready for the challenge. It's a huge opportunity, uh, you know, for him to step in and play as a starter, as a rookie. So everything I've seen has been positive. How, how, much, of, um, how much of the game plan has to change because of the weather? You started at three wide and then wanted to go to Lottery three times. Is that strictly because of the weather? It had a lot to do with it. You know, as we, as we built the lead also, we wanted to uh, lean a little bit on the run game, which we had success with. But... Uh, 
you know, it definitely affected the pass game early. Um, we were waiting for that break after halftime, and it never really came. Um, but, you know, we were both playing under those conditions. So. Yeah, I mean it, it's uh, they're they're really low percentage if you look at the overall completions, but they're huge explosives when you do hit them. Um, you know, we'll take misses. Um, we're going to stretch the field. You know, we want to be explosive. The other part of that is if it's not there, and it's one of the things we we talk about in the quarterback room. If the shot's not there, find a completion with the check down. So, can't get greedy in those situations. Just have to take what they give you and just keep dialing them up. Uh, just played against him, um, mainly my time in Green Bay uh, when he was in Detroit, but not, nothing on a personal level. What have you thought of what he's done with this defense? Very impressive, obviously. That was a, you know, it was an unbelievable performance by them. Uh, their efficiency rating, I forget, was in the high 70s, which is unheard of. So they, they actually, I mean, they, they dominated on that side of the ball, and that, that's great to see when you're an offense and, you know, you have a few three and outs and you feel like, okay, our defense is going to get us the ball back. That's a good feeling. So, uh, you know, really happy for those guys, the success they had in that game and continue uh, moving forward to be a dominant defense. My first initial thought was, oh, God, we're going to get a penalty <laughs> because it, he tend, when he tends to do that, whether it's legal or illegal, and generally it's legal, it's just such a violent act that it gets called. So I was glad to see that the, the ref didn't call it. I mean, he's had a, many dominant blocks like that um, that have been called. Unfortunately, that when you, when you send them in, they come back as well. He had a, you know, it really wasn't a hold. Um, so I, my, my first fear was, oh, shoot, he's going to get a flag. But uh, didn't see the flag. I was very happy. I mean, he's a, he's a, a strong, strong guy. His finish is, is really good. So he's going to have those opportunities. We just got to be smart when we, when we pancake guys. He's going to have to use every tool in his toolbox uh, to block that guy on the right side. There's no doubt. But his, his foot speed will help him in that regard along with his size. What did the I thought they were persistent with the run. I thought they stuck with it. They got some, some looks of some, you know, one, two, three-yard gains, and then they just kept running. And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, you hang your hat on the run game, and eventually you're going to get some of those to pop. He had the big run, obviously. Uh, 65 yards or whatever it was. But then they started increasing them as they got going a little bit in the second half. And again, when you, when you take an all-pro defensive tackle out, it's tough to replace that body. Sure. I mean, anytime you could take the ball and basically hand it to Nick Chubb five yards past the line of scrimmage is a good thing for us, right? Doesn't have to get through the line, doesn't have to be blocked perfectly. So check down emphasis is, is a big part of uh, the production that Nick can bring us. Really good. Uh, he's, he sees it as well. I've got anybody I've been around. Um, he can tell you exactly what happens on the play where each defender uh, was. You know, he'll see stuff that I might not catch on the sideline, and I'll say, no, the safety was there. And you're like, oh, shoot, he was there. So he sees it extremely well. It's one of his strengths, his ability to see and read defense. It was a big day for the defense last Sunday, and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz was the final coordinator up. He talked about that big performance and what he sees in Steelers wide receiver George Pickens. 
All right, guys. I got a hard 112 um, um, stop, so I'll stop mid-sentence when it comes up. But did that go about as well as you could have hoped as far as – Alex said you guys graded out really high. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, efficiency-wise, um, you know, they really couldn't get anything started, third down, all those um, all those percentage. It was a extremely high win percentage. Um, but I think the thing I was most proud of was the way the players played together and their spirit and the things that we've been talking about. You know, I thought, I thought like, you put the tape on and that stood out the most, not the efficiency or the – run yards or the pass yards or, you know, any of those numbers that went beyond numbers. And it's what we've been, you know, sort of pointing towards since day one is to operate as a cohesive unit to, um, you know, to, to work well with each other. You know, I have a stupid saying that, you know, our job as a defense is to find a way to for one plus one to equal three meaning that the sum needs to be greater than our individual parts, and I thought we did that. That's what, that's what I was most proud of. Jim, Martin said, mentioned, you know, off that, you know, the loafs, you know, that when you don't see the, the guys celebrating with their teammates after a big play, when did you sort of kind of come up with that, you know, what part, you know, to, to kind of implement that with your defense to get that, you know, kind of, you know? Well, first of all, Martin shouldn't be talking about what goes on in our meetings. So um, we'll just we'll just stay we'll just just start with that. But I don't know I, every coach has you know different things like that. You know, like there's a lot of kind of loafs on a on a on a field. You know, you get passed by a teammate. That's a loaf. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of different um, you know change of speed loaf. You get a guy that's running and then all of a sudden change of speed. That's a loaf. But you know, we sort of added celebration loaf and that, um, you know, we want to celebrate guys making plays and we want to have energy. And, you know, it's easy when you play a game like we did. You know, sometimes it's harder when um, you're getting kicked in the teeth, but we still want to see that. And we still want guys to um, play hard, play together. And uh, we're going to find ways to get that done. And if it means something silly like that, then mission accomplished. How about Miles? Uh crossover dribble, your, you know, your thoughts on that and some of the things that he did in terms of standing up over the center and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a great player and he's going to get attention wherever he goes. We're just trying to move him around, get good matchups. And, um, you know, I think the, the thing I liked the most about him was just the way he was an unselfish rusher. You know, like on that play, he didn't get the sack. You know, but if you watched him, he was celebrating Oboe and Awalk and all those other guys that got in it just as much. And, you know, up front, you know, we're trying to sack the quarterback. They didn't give as many opportunities. That The ball was coming out so extremely fast. You can't really judge the way we rushed based on that. But it's all about what the group does. It's all about what the defense does. And um, when you get guys to buy into that and they can celebrate their teammates and they can be unselfish, I think that's the, that's the, the thing that stood out the most about, you know, the way we used him. Move him around, and you go with the five D lineman, and you move the Darius all over. How much of that is about creating confusion for what the line and the quarterback are looking at? Um, well, yeah, I mean, but you know, when it's all said and done, they know Miles wears number ninety-five, and he's you know six foot five and two hundred seventy pounds, and you know, I mean, he's not. You know, I used to say that about Calvin Johnson. You know, it's like you know, you move him around, yeah, but he still wears number eighty-one, and he's you know six foot five, two thirty-five, and you know, so. 
you know, I think that they know who our players are. But, um, you know, I think if we, if we have the ability to um, have guys that are – well, we have guys that are multi-dimensional, have multi-dimensional skills, and that gives us the ability to move guys around in different ways. And uh, we talked about that when we signed – or we traded for Z. Um, you know, from the very beginning, that was that was an important part of his profile. And, you know, having guys flexible, guys like that, allow you to, you know, sort of move pieces around. Jim, I know even mentioning that the sacks necessarily weren't there because of how quick the ball was coming out, to still get the pressures, especially Miles and Z, how valuable that ended up being, especially for those to come early. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea is, you know, get off the field on third down and keep the points down and things like that. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're a power hitter, I'll use my tired baseball analogies, but if they're not giving you a pitch over the plate, hard to hit home run, right? And, um, you know, when, when the ball was coming out so quick, they really, the Bengals really couldn't get any, um, you know, uh, any kind of development to their passing game. And that had just as much of an effect. And like I said, I was proud of the guys and the, the spirit that they played with. There was nobody getting frustrated. They were getting third and fourth down stops and, um, and um, you know, keeping the score down and, you know, the things that we talked about. And, you know, the numbers will come. But, you know, the, the whole idea is to play to team football, to have some camaraderie, to play with some spirit. And I think, uh, like I said, that was what I was most proud of. Easier to get guys to buy in on the selflessness when you have a talent like 95? Um, I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's, that's part of a coach's job. That's part of a player's job. You know, a coach needs to, to sell his plan and his vision, and he needs to come up with ways to put his players in the best positions. And then when you're doing that, then it's easier for players to buy in. But then players have to, players have a responsibility to buy in also. It's a two-way street. Um, I don't know that it, you know, has anything to do with, you know, a, a certain jersey number or anything else. It's just high school football, peewee football, NFL, college, you know, um, playing together and everybody operating as one, operating efficiently, communicating. And those things are probably below the radar when it comes to pe people love to talk about the scheme and the chefs match and everything else. And, you know, I mean, that's important, but that, that's pretty far down on my list. The team to to lead the league in some intangibles like effort and passion. Did you see enough of that in week one, and how does that translate into week two in another tough division? Yeah, week one's over with that. I don't know that you know. I mean, week one it, it was what it was. You know, I mean, I don't know. You say you've seen enough of it. Um, you know, we have 17 game season, and hopefully we play more after that. So our job is to go out and do it every week and to be consistent. And, um, you know, I think we set a good standard for how we're going to play. And I think it, it wasn't just – it didn't just stand alone. I think, you know, if you saw some of our practices from training camp, you felt some of the same thing. And if you saw our preseason game, I, I hope – our preseason games, I hope you would see the same thing. Um, but, you know, it's just a start. Let's not, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's Pittsburgh, and this is a huge rivalry, an away game, a primetime game. Um, we'll keep the focus on that and, and not what happened last week. We want to carry over the effort and the toughness and the swag and the badassery and all those things that we talk about. But 
um, you know, that game's over, and our challenge is to do it again this week because this is a this is a big game for our team, for our franchise, for our city. Jim, uh, Jim Anthony Walker got hurt a year ago. He said he wasn't sure he'd make it back. So, just how glad are you? What what has he meant to to the whole operation? Well, I mean, I think it speaks for itself that he's one of our captains. You know, I mean, he was wasn't um, part of the whole most of the season last year. Was wasn't part of most of the off season program. You know, sp sporadic in training camp, but he found a way to make his presence felt. He's an experienced player. He's super smart. Um, understands situations. He's a really good communicator. Makes life easy for the other guys around him. Um, you know, I'm going to run out of time saying nice things about him. So, but he better practice good today. Problems or challenges does Kenny Pickett present? Yeah, he's a guy that, you know, people talk about 50-50 balls, but, you know, I don't, I don't know they're necessarily 50-50 balls with him. He wins probably, you know, 70-30 of them, and that's going to be a big challenge for our guys. Um, you know, I think our guys showed the confidence that they can play with on the outside part of the field against some pretty tough characters in and, and Higgins and Chase. Um, every week it's a new challenge. And um, I wouldn't just I wouldn't just stop with um, with Pickens. Um, Allen Robinson's an experienced player. Um, Fryermuth, a big target for the quarterback. We have a lot of one-on-ones that we have to win, um, and it's not just going to be you know just one player one-on-one. We'll have zones. We'll have man. Um, but you know if we can have a performance like we had last week, and we can um, we can we can be confident on the outside part of the field. Now that that being said. Is the NFL? They're going to make plays, right? Every week's, you know. I mean, these guys, these guys are really good, and they're going to make plays. The thing that we're going to need to see, and we we saw it the one the one time on Denzel when he got the PI, right? We bounced right back, stopped him right after that, and held him to a field goal on that one, right? I think I think that's what it was, either that or the missed field goal. I can't remember, but um, you know, there's going to come times they're going to make. You know, great catches. That guy's made some insane catches. You know, and he's he's strong. He's he's got good a good frame. Um, that's going to be a great matchup for fans to watch on Monday night. The importance of tackling after the catch. And it felt like Grant Delpit made a bunch of those, um, even on some third downs. How impressed were you with what Grant was able to do? Yeah, I've been watching Grant since college. Watched pretty much his whole career. I thought that was probably the best game I've ever seen him play, including college. Um, you know, the, those safeties that can make everybody right. They can match up in man. Did a great job with his disguise. You know him and Rodney um, and even Hickman. They did a great job with their disguise. Um, you know and and has the ability to play down low. Can play in the deep part of the field. Um, you know Grant Grant's off to a great start. And um, you know I'm excited for where he'll go this year if he keeps it up. But again, one game doesn't make a season. We need to be consistent. We need to keep putting it on tape week after week. But I'm really proud to coach a guy like Grant. A lot has been made about your comment about not being everyone's cup of tea. We heard Jim Donovan on the broadcast say, I like tea, and Stefanski say, he's our cup of tea. How good is that for you? Does that kind of give you the no seatbelts mantra that um, you're preaching to the defense, and you know, how good does it feel to have that city and uh, the coaching staff behind you to kind of pay attention a lot to it? I'd say, I'd say this, like, um, I, I expect players to play with their personality. I don't want to coach robots on the field. I expect them to have personality, and, and every guy's different. We talked about AWOLK, and 
he's a little bit different than Miles. We talked about Grant, and we talked about, you know, all these different guys. Everybody's got a little different personality, and you can't, like, force feed everybody into those. I am what I am. Um, you know, I embrace it, you know. Sometimes I can ruffle some feathers. Sometimes I can be a little tough, but, um, you know, there's a, there's a motive behind it. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff in the NFL, and I have a good idea of what, um, you know, we want to accomplish and what we want to um, exceed. And sometimes you got to be willing to um, ruffle a couple feathers to, um, to get that out. Our job is to inspire and motivate our players. And um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, sometimes it's a pat on the back. Sometimes it's a bite in the ass, you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to get our players ready to play and, and really to, like, let the chips fall. I really, you know, really don't care what's, what's said or written about me. Uh, a while back mentioned uh, the emphasis on then stopping the third down. Uh, you guys had 13 of them on Sunday. Even though we won, as you said, as passed, has there been a certain em emphasis that you've brought to this unit that ranked 17th and that last season and wanted to bring that up this season in the weeks to follow? Yeah, I mean, we put a lot of time in. Today, a lot of our stuff is going to be on third down. And, um, you know, we talk about job of the defense is keeping points down and and turning the ball over. And um, one of the best ways to get off with no points is to get off the field on third down or fourth down stop. Fourth down stops turnover. Um, you know, turnover on down, set the offense up for a score, which we did in that game. Um, we'll keep our eye on those things, but you know, red zone stops. We didn't we didn't play any red zone snaps, but third down stops. Um, you know, that's extremely important to keeping um, keeping the points down and keeping your guys fresh, uh, getting the ball back for the offense. Um, you know, we have a pretty good combination of rush cover and some blitz looks and things like that. Um, but again, last week is last week. You know, this week we're starting off 0 for 0, for 0 on third down. There's no carryover. You know, maybe you stats people might, um, you know, feel like there's carryover or whatever. But, you know, this game's fresh. This game's new. We got to do the job this week. It's a big game on Monday night. And, you know, I, I know a little bit about this history from my three years here before. And, um, you know, this is, is a very important game for our defense, for our team, for our organization, and for our city. We got one more minute. defense has been in the past. Obviously, the Browns kind of get mixed up in that and you know, are kind of forgotten about. Do you feel like this Monday night game is a chance for your defense to stake a claim and you know, potentially being the best defense in the NFL? Nah, we don't worry about that. We're trying to be the best we can be on a particular Sunday. We'll let the chips fall where they may after that. You know, They have a great, great storied history of defense. We have a lot of respect for what they've done and, you know, and, and things like that. But uh, none of that is going to mean anything on Monday night. You know, it's going to be the two teams this year, these guys, you know. Let me know if Mean Joe and uh, Jack Lambert are playing. Because, you know, if we, if, we, if we need a plan for Franco Harris or Lynn Swan or John Stallworth or Franco or, or Terry Bradshaw, we'll get that ready. But those guys aren't playing. This is a new year. This is a new year. So what's happened in the past? That doesn't mean anything to this game. We have respect for them. We always respect our opponents, but we're going to accentuate us and what we do well and try to give our best performance and not worry about the rest of the league or what's happened in the past or, you know, what's going to happen 10 weeks down the road. Let's keep our eyes on, uh, on, to the, on 
today and Monday night. That's today's From the Podium podcast. Like and subscribe today to the From the Podium podcast wherever you get your podcasts to find more episodes. Be sure to check out the Browns social media platforms, youtube.com slash Browns, the Browns mobile app, and more to get all the updates as the Browns prepare for Pittsburgh on Monday night. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for listening to the Browns from the Podium podcast.